I didn't know out of the Chargers, Rams, and Raiders who to do first because, you know, they're all L's, L-A's, L-V, I don't know. Um, I landed on the L-A Chargers. So we're gonna we're gonna keep rolling with that, and we're officially more than halfway done. We're officially up to the seventeenth team of the team previews. Um, so make sure you're following the podcast on Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts, on the Twitter at the FB Addicts, on Spotify, so you don't miss an episode, you don't miss a team by team breakdown, and uh, give us a five star rating if you review. Five star rating if you review, nice. Uh, five star rating if you enjoy. And, um, yeah, let's get into it. Let's talk some Chargers football. Frank, play that music. LA Chargers, very fun team. Um, something always seems to go wrong with them. And this year it was unfortunately in the playoffs the year prior. And it was that Raiders draw game. Oh man, that was that was fun. Um yeah, they uh blew a massive lead to the Jags. Um yeah, it wasn't very fun. I kind of felt bad for him, but then happy for the Jags, so who knows? But the Coaching staff had a major change. Brandon Staley remains the head coach. I don't actually know if he's good. I thought he was good, but then he does some dumb things. But, I mean, I guess we'll find out. Um, The main change is that offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, comes in. He was previously the Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator, and he was um running a fire offense over in Dallas. You know, Dak became awesome with him. Oh, Dak was always good, but that offense became a real pass-heavy offense. Dak was great. Receivers were great. Uh, we saw the involvement of Tony Pollard in the pass game. Um, they were a very fast team, uh, most plays in the league team. Um, yeah, it was it was awesome for fantasy football, and I think that um, translates to the LA Chargers team. Um they don't really lose anyone on offense or anyone of note that I could find. Um, they do add Quentin Johnson, Johnston, sorry, their uh, round one receiver that they selected in the draft. Um, but yeah, just previously, the Chargers were second in pass rate percentage, and they were second in um, plays per game already. So this is going to be a very high powered offense with. Kellen Moore coming over, and I can't wait to see how it all unfolds. But um, just some PFF ranks before we get into these fantasy football options. Uh, the Chargers have the ninth-ranked O-line heading into the season, which is great to see, really improved in the trenches. Um, it was something they were really struggling with, so good to see that number so high. Uh, 16th-ranked D-line and 14th-ranked secondary. So their defense isn't going to be too bad which is also a great thing for this team in a football sense. But let's get into the fantasy football options that we do have. Um, Austin Eckler going off the board in the first round. 
seventh ranked player in the entire game. Uh, RB2 off the board. I mean, I don't hate it. Um, obviously, Eckler is fantastic. I don't think he will uh, bust here. But I, I don't know. I just don't think he's going to have, you know, the Austin Eckler RB1 kind of year um, that we have experienced the past two years. Um, I just think Justin Herbert's going to have a great year. I think um, maybe you'll see some Spiller, Cali involved. Uh, Kenny's body hold up for another year. There's some holdout stuff with Eckler. Um, he's not technically holding out, but he is very involved in that running back movement. Um, I don't know, just some red flags for me. With Austin Eckler, I don't really have him as a top seven pick where he's going. I would just rather take a receiver here and then come back with a running back in the second round. You know, your Tony Pollard's, Ramondre Stevenson's, your Derrick Henry's, those types. Um, Not to say Eckler won't be great. He is currently, for me, behind CMC, Nick Chubb, Bijan Robinson. Um. So I think he's great, but he's just going slightly too high for me. Um, if you have him, if you like him, can't argue with you. Obviously going to be involved in the catch, uh, the receiving game, the red zone. He's going to score a lot of touchdowns in arguably the best offense in football. So, yeah, he's a great option. Um, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, receivers, uh, Justin Herbert's trusty receivers. Going off at Keenan Allen, 36, ADP, Mike Williams, 45, wide receiver, 19 and 25. Um, yeah, they're both going to be solid wide receiver twos for your teams. I personally rather Mike Williams uh, just for the value. I think he's got more touchdown upside, more boom potential, but both will be great wide receiver two options. Um, don't have a problem taking either of them. My favorite pick of this team is Justin Herbert, quarterback seven off the board, um, going off the board at 54 overall. I just think in this offense, I mean, we saw what it did for Dak um, with Callum Moore, and I think he's got multiple weapons. He can get it done. He's a great quarterback. Um, year removed off that rib injury that he copped last year. Um, another year to get better. I just think it all lines up for Justin Herbert. He's one of my favorite quarterback targets. Um, if you missed our pod on must draft quarterbacks, he was mentioned in that pod. So, um, love Justin Herbert this year. I think he is a slam dunk pick in the fourth, fifth round where you can get him. Um, Quentin Johnson, interesting one going off the board at wide receiver 80. I mean, wide receiver 40, ADP 80. Um, just not for me this year. Um, I think he is going to be a great prospect. Uh, my wide receiver one of the class, um, just big, fast, really good receiver at TCU. Um, loved the tape coming in, but I just think he's going to have to take a backseat to Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Um, we'll have some upside games, but yeah, good luck picking the spots to start him. Um, I mean, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, very injury prone, so he could get thrown in there and become a really good option, but. To, to bank on injury um, is not for me and is going to be the clear third option, maybe in fourth behind Eckler as well in the receiving game, but um, going to have some boom weeks, definitely going to be great for this offense as a whole in an NFL stance, but 
just for fantasy football, not yet. Do like his dynasty upside, though, with the aging King Allen and Mike Williams. Um, Gerald Everett, one of my favorite tight end targets late. Tight end 16 off the board, uh, 148. ADP on underdog. Um, yeah, just take – if you don't like – if you don't – if tight ends don't fall to you in the first, you know, three rounds, the board doesn't go the right way where you can get a Kelsey and Andrews or a TJ Hawkinson in the fifth or – um, Charlene really likes George Kittle. We've also mentioned that on our tight ends pod, so give that a listen. But I, you know, I like taking Gerald Everett if you don't get an early tight end, and um, you know, you have to punt the position and take a shot late. Um, yeah, he's got the perfect team around him to get involved. Callan Moore made Dalton Schultz really fantasy relevant, and um, yeah, I think. Herbert Sneaky likes targeting the tight end, so I do like that option. Um, Josh Palmer's not draftable for mine. Um, I do like taking a shot on Josh Kelly, Isaiah Spiller, just in case Eckler goes down. This offense uh, would be a great offense to have a running back in it. Um, and, yeah, other than that, no one else is really relevant. You know, Jalen Guyton, Donald Parham, all these guys. But in a general sense, I love this offense – um, not in love with Eckler in the first round. Would rather take receiver and other other players there. Um, Keenan and Mike Williams will be fine. Justin Herbert, my favorite of the bunch, and I do like Gerald Everett as a late round target. Uh, moving on to the bets, our favorite part of these pods. Um, just, just gonna lay out some markets for you, and then I'll pick my favorites. At this stage, ten dollars for Justin Herbert to win the MVP once again. Don't hate it. Um, definitely a legitimate candidate to win if you believe in the charges. Um, to have a deep playoff run and a really good record this year, they are $19 to win the Super Bowl. I just don't think they can beat the Chiefs or the Bengals or the Bills or the Jets. It's really tough this year in the AFC. Um, so I'm not too sure about it. One thing I do like is a dollar eighty two to make the playoffs. I think that's a very fair price. Um, you know, it's obviously fifty fifty, yes or no. Um so I think to make the playoffs dollar eighty two, I really do like that. If you're a gambling man adding stuff into multis or anything like that. Um but my favorite on the board would be over nine and a half season wins. Um I think they get four free wins against the Raiders and the Broncos, um, and then you just got to find six more. Um, yeah, I, th- I think they can do that quite easily. Obviously, 375 to win the division, really difficult with the Chiefs there, but they do play them well. They play them tough. Um, but, yeah, wouldn't go there with how great the Chiefs are. I think they're a good team. Um, definitely... If you had to make a list of teams that can actually threaten to win the Super Bowl, you've got to include them, but I just don't know if it is actually going to happen this year. They are right on the fringe. I do believe they're a playoff team and a great team for you to invest in your fantasy weapons. I uh, love what the Chargers are doing and excited to see what Callum Moore brings to this offense. Um, that'll do it for the LA Chargers pod. Thank you again for listening. Make sure you follow the podcast on Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts, Twitter at the FB Addicts. Um, give us a five star rating if you enjoyed. Follow us on Spotify so you don't miss an episode. And I'll be here every day 
giving you a new team breakdown before kickoff starts very soon. So uh, thank you, conquer the day, and uh, have a good one. I'll talk to you on the next part.